Chapter 2. The Stages of a Man The ultimate purpose of a man is not success. Success is a product of a man living with purpose. Everyone is obsessed with reaching the destination of success. We have a dream. We have a vision. And every single day, we strive to get there. But in my experience, it can all be exhausting because we're constantly chasing success. What's more, we keep telling ourselves that when we become successful, we'll be happy. We don't give ourselves the permission to be happy in the present moment because happiness is always on the other side of that win. We tell ourselves, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to achieve that. If that day ever comes, it's not as fulfilling as we thought it would be because we create an illusion of what success should look like and we miss the opportunity to find fulfillment in the journey. As we get older, we also start focusing on the things that we could have done or should have done, but we didn't. So now we're not only living with an illusion of a future happiness, but we're also starting to bring up regret from the past. This is the moment we start questioning if the journey we've been through even has a purpose. I realize that every man has a challenge to find his purpose because we don't understand the stages of the journey. The research I've done for the past decade has allowed me to understand the steps every man has to go through in his personal growth. When you understand what those stages are, you can fall in love with the process and appreciate the gift and the curse in each one of them. So you can learn what you need to get to the next level. Only by appreciating your current moment and trusting in yourself enough to know that you're exactly where you need to be, you will find your purpose. One of the books that has impacted my life is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And in that book, the author Robert Kiyosaki talks about how we create wealth. In order to create wealth, you need to go through the four stages. The first stage is being an employee. The second stage is being self-employed. The third stage is being a business owner. And the fourth stage is becoming an investor. And only when you become an investor, you can acquire wealth because your money will make you money. Based on the framework, I asked myself, what are the stages a man must go through to find his purpose and become a king? What are the stages we must go through in order to build the kingdom that we seek? As I developed my system, I did a deep dive through recalling my own experiences and observing and interviewing other successful entrepreneurs. I broke the journey down in four stages. The stages of becoming a king. First stage, the peasant. When I say peasant, it has nothing to do with your current economic status or cultural background. In fact, you could be a millionaire and still have a peasant mentality. Peasant refers to your emotional intelligence and mindset. If you're constantly acting out of fear of loss, making hard emotional decisions rather than cold logical decisions or thinking of how other people could help you rather than how you could help them, then you have a peasant mentality. We all start out as peasants. When you're growing up, you're looking to see where you fit in the world. You're learning, you're exploring, you're finding out and you're perfecting your skills. The mind is most elastic when you're young. When I came to this country, I was a peasant. I barely even spoke English but I was able to absorb everything I could about American culture from teachers, from other students, and even movies. The lessons I learned in those early years helped me shape my identity. As a peasant, you do many different things to discover what you like to do. Your power is in adapting. You're constantly looking for your role in society and in life. The peasant stage is where you find your strengths and where you find what you're good at. The gift of being a peasant stage is that you have infinite possibilities. You could become who you want to be as long as you put your time, energy, and discipline behind it. You could hone in a number of skills and prepare yourself for a lifelong emotional journey. You could dip your toes into different career paths, and it's easy to change directions if you don't like where you're going. It's even easier if you're young and not tied down to anything. The curse of the peasant stage is that if you stay in this stage too long, you become comfortable. You begin to feel entitled. But rather than feeling entitled to get out there and get what you're worth, you feel entitled to success without the work. 
And because life doesn't work that way, you start blaming everyone around you. You only do enough to survive and you don't grow. And eventually, as time goes by, you live with regret. People who are in the peasant stage tend to have a victim mentality and are angry at the world. A man that's stuck in the peasant stage has no problem taking from other people because he thinks that the world owes him something. He lashes out to other people from the smallest mistakes by shrug off his own failings. He will rarely give sincere thanks. When other people make decisions to stop putting up with this bullshit and move on with their own lives, he'll harbor resentment and bitterness towards his former friends. I've seen a lot of young people in the modern American culture staying in the peasant stage. They're being conditioned to stay in that stage because their parents give them everything they want in life. And by doing so, their parents unintentionally handicapping them from growing. As I write this book, my son is a teenager. And he's told me that he doesn't want to go to college because he wants to be an entrepreneur. I told him that inside our house, inside our four walls, he's the best kid. He can't do anything he puts his mind to. But outside these four walls, nobody gives a shit about what he wants. The market doesn't care what you want. The market only cares what value can you bring. He's in the peasant stage trying to find his gift. My job as a parent is to make sure that he's not 40 years old and living in my basement, stuck in the same stage. Am I going to love him regardless? Yes, of course. But hopefully, he reads this book and knows that he has to find his edge to go to the next level. Second stage, the warrior. Every man who has the edge learns how to use it in the warrior stage. This is where you find what separates you from the rest of the crowd. This is where you're honing in your skills, you're sharpening your tools, you know how to execute, you just get shit done. Most warriors are driven by two things, money and sex, getting paid and getting laid. When I was in my 20s, I discovered my skill set was selling and networking. I remember my first year in real estate. I went door to door selling raw land in Florida to people in New York and Connecticut. My first year in real estate, I made my company over a million dollars. The gift of the warrior is that he knows how to execute. He has discipline, tenacity, and hunger to excel in whatever he chooses to excel. The curse of the warrior is that most of the time, he's only thinking about himself. One of the reasons that I believe that we have such a high divorce rate in the United States is that a lot of men get married when they are in the warrior stage. But they don't really want to have a relationship. They're in love with the idea of having a wife, but they haven't committed to grow and evolve. The gift of the warrior is that most of them are top producers in their fields. They're the closers, that they go to people when she's the fan, and they thrive when they're challenged. They love the battle. They love the recognition and certain validation when they're on top of their game. They're going 100 miles an hour, and most people can't keep up with them. They are great at setting goals and accomplishing whatever they put their mind to. In the warrior stage, you first find your edge. You keep pushing the envelope and love to prove people wrong when they tell you you can do something. Because when people say you can't, you do it anyways. The warrior loves to win. The higher the stakes, the bigger the victory. The curse of the warrior is that enough is never enough. They're constantly striving for more and trying to achieve more. And when there are no battles to fight, they find one. That's why so many entrepreneurs have multiple businesses. They get bored. Their business is not challenging them enough. And the same thing happens in relationships. A lot of warriors have affairs because they're always looking for the thrill and the excitement. They only care about themselves. And they rationalize their own behavior by saying that they play by a different set of rules. They usually have a trail of casualties of war that eventually catches up to them. The warrior's way is not sustainable. Eventually, he will get burned out. Even though he will accomplish more than most people will ever will, he's never satisfied. Because being a warrior is as exciting as it sounds, eventually becomes exhausting. Which brings us to the next stage, the sedated warrior. Third stage, the sedated warrior. From the outside, this man looks like he has his shit together. But on the inside, he's full of uncertainty, fear, and self-doubt. He feels like he's a fraud. 
Most men in this stage are experts in hiding their emotions. Stress and anxiety start to creep in, and the once powerful warrior begins to live on the past. He gets nostalgic from the good old days when he had the fire within him, the days when he had it all, when he was winning all his battles and he felt unstoppable. What he does instead now is pretend. Pretend that he has a plan. Pretend that he has a vision. Pretend that he has everything under control. Instead of facing his fear and pain, he sedates with drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, or shitty food. Anything that distracts him from the thought of being a fraud. When I was in the sedated warrior stage, I was drinking every single night. As I mentioned in chapter one, I was in such pain and the only way I knew how to stop it was a shot of tequila. My wife and I would joke that she would bring him a medicine every single night before bed, a bottle of tequila. Every morning I woke up feeling shitty. But that was the only way I could think of numbing my pain. No matter how awful it felt, every morning I would still put on my suit and tie and get dressed to go to the office and pretend I had all my shit together. In a way, every morning I put on a mask because I was hiding the pain I was in. Every day it got worse because I had no one to talk about it. It was crazy because here I was with all these businesses and all this success and I kept telling myself I shouldn't feel this way. Looking back years later, I've since realized something. The time when I was in my darkest that I couldn't see the light was my rite of passage. There was a deep voice inside of me that reassured me that there was a purpose for all this pain. At that time, I didn't know how to listen to it, but eventually I realized I was exactly what I needed to be. Because later on, I will learn how to use this pain and turn it into fuel. Not only that, I could learn to teach others in the same situation to find their paths. When I started my coaching and consulting business, I recorded a video where I recreated one of my darkest moments when I was a sedated warrior. In this video, I was drinking tequila and I hurled at my computer and I trashed the office. This video was recorded in one shot because I probably couldn't do it twice. But that video has millions of views and every single day I get a message saying, your story is my story. In the media, we don't often see the sedated warrior represented. We see the warrior in the news and fiction all the time. Occasionally, we see some celebrity meltdown, but almost never we see what led up to that moment. We only see the worst of it. But I was willing to show myself being vulnerable, and men were able to relate to that. What men don't realize at the beginning of the tunnel is that this is the opportunity to find the gift in the pain. When you touch a hot stove, your finger immediately shoots up with pain, so you move your finger. The pain is there to tell you that something is wrong. The pain is there to warn you. It's the same thing with emotional pain, but we aren't taught enough to recognize it. The pain is trying to birth a new you. The pain shapes you and guides you if you let it. You have to stop sedating the pain and listen to it. Let's face it, the pain is screaming at you. It's telling you something you don't want to hear. It's telling you some hard truths. And you'd rather numb yourself and feel nothing to feel the pain. As a successful entrepreneur, you pay the price for success and now this is a different kind of price. In some ways, you're right back at the beginning because you spent all this time learning the skills to focus on these external battles that you never learn how to fight the inner struggle. This is an important stage that most men refuse to go through. This is where you feel uncertain, unfocused, low energy, disconnected and alone. You feel everything you think no man should ever feel. You question your purpose, your life, and you wonder if maybe you've wasted it. Right there in the middle of that tunnel, that's your rite of passage. That's your entrance to the next level. Fourth stage, the tunnel. Most often when a man goes through the tunnel, he sabotages his business, sabotages his relationships, and even sabotages his health. I know because I've been there. Here's the thing. As men, we've been conditioned not to ask for help. We have been taught to think that if we're going to figure shit out, we must do it on our own. We fall into this bullshit story that we're somehow weak or less of a man when we recognize that we're in pain. 
That's what the highest rate of suicide and depression happens when we are in the tunnel. I discovered that when a man is in the tunnel, that is when he finds out who he truly is. Before you were a warrior, your identity was based on the fight. It was based on your business, what you could conquer, what you could achieve. Your identity was your capacity to produce. Your identity was your skill. You care more for what other people think of you, and you try to live up to that image. Once you go into the tunnel, you must find out who you are outside of your business, your social position, or your accolades. The only thing that truly matters is who you are as a man. There's no more business, there's no more skill, no more identity that you can have behind. The tunnel is where you find your edge. Right there, in the darkness, is where you realize that no one else could do it for you. Now your wife, now your friends, now your clients, you can't buy your way out of this tunnel. You need to do the inner work to find your code. This is where the king rises. Fifth stage, the rise of the king. Most men get lost in the middle of the tunnel because no one's talking about this. I believe the middle of crisis for men comes from having the conflict of looking back to being a warrior you once were or moving forward and paying the price to be a king. The rise of the king happens when a man decides to stop ignoring the pain and start owning it. He realizes that there's a deeper purpose for his life. He's no longer chasing success. He's pursuing greatness. He knows that he wasn't meant to be a warrior. He's learning and listening to that inner voice that always told him that he was born for greatness. The king knows that his purpose is to expand and evolve his level of consciousness. He's able to use the edge he has as a warrior to make an impact in this world by creating a legacy. He knows that there's a gift in every situation that life throws at him. And he finds fulfillment and enjoying the journey instead of being stuck in the illusion of reaching a destination. He lives in the present moment and is constantly doing the inner work on himself because that is a direct reflection of the empire that he has on the outside. The king still has the warrior inside of him, but this time the warrior has been both heartened and tempered into the dark warrior. The warrior has a greater strength, but also great flexibility. The king embraces the dark warrior inside of him and lets him lose when he needs to find a fight. But instead of trying to sedate the warrior within, the king can honor his dark warrior when the battle is over and let the dark warrior rest. The moment I stopped sitting in my pain is when I made the choice to find the source instead of running away from it. This brought me to the journey that I talked about in chapter one. I went to Fiji, India, and halfway around the world to do the work I needed in order to find my code to the edge that would help me rise as a king. We're seeing a shift right now in our culture. More and more men are coming out of the darkness by seeking help and breaking the conditioning that we have to do this in our own. My videos and content have reached millions of men around the world. I get thousands of emails from men that now feel connected to my story and are giving themselves the permission to reach out and ask for help. I've done hundreds of workshops events where I help men who are in the middle of the tunnel find their code to the edge so they could rise as kings. A king is not someone who's self-made, but instead is someone who knows that we're all connected and intertwined in this collective consciousness that creates our current reality. The job of a king is to lead, to fight for those who don't have the strength, and most important, to create a path out of the darkness to find the light. I believe that every man has the capacity to become a king, but only a small percentage make the choice to become one. Leadership is a conscious choice. It's not easy, but it's needed so this world could create the shift to rise as one. The intention behind this book is to help you see that a man's deepest purpose is to leave a legacy behind. We're going to go beyond mindset. We're reaching into your purpose. We're tapping into a higher level of consciousness that will require you to discover your king's code. If you're reading this book, you're part of the 1% of men who are tired of living like warriors, who are sick of living like sedated warriors, who are done living like peasants. I'm talking to the men who aren't afraid to pay the price 
and aren't afraid to go into their tunnel and do whatever it takes to get to the other side. Get a notebook. I want you to write down what stage are you in. Are you in the warrior stage? Are you in the sedated warrior stage? Are you still in the peasant stage? It doesn't matter the stage you're in because there's always another level. The common denominator in every stage is that you need to find your edge to move forward.